Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Learning to Grow. I hope you're all having an amazing day. Today, I'm sharing an episode from the other podcast that I co-host with my husband, Kennedy, and which is called The Answer. In this episode, we talk about how we met, and it's basically the story of following a deep relationship trauma when I came out of an abusive relationship, how I prepared myself, what I did to make sure that I was ready to enter a conscious relationship whenever the right person came along. And so this is the story of how Barbie met Ken. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it and feel free to drop a comment um, or to reach out with any questions that you may have. And if you find yourself in a similar relationship to the one I was in before I met him, so coming out of an abusive relationship and you want to talk about it, you want to get a little bit of help on how to deal with it, how, how to get your mind, your body, your spirit cleansed, how to overcome the trauma that those types of relationships create in you and how to get back to being the happy person that you used to be, but you don't know how to do it by yourself, definitely feel free to reach out and we can work together. And now enjoy the episode. Well, today we're going to introduce who we are. Yes. And uh, we're going Let's to talk a little bit about part. our relationship. How rude of you not to introduce who you are. Yes. Can't Baby, you go yourself. first. Who are you? Well, my name is Kennedy Okonkor. <laughs> I am a guy from Lagos, Nigeria, who's lived around the world, basically. And um, currently in Spain now. Uh, but before I moved to Spain with my beautiful wife, um, we lived in Malaysia, we where did. I worked as a business developer for uh, uh, an IT company helping oil and gas companies become data-driven organizations, as well as helping small, medium enterprise organizations become household names. And now I am currently doing what I love, and it has to do with sports, being a formal athlete a basketball player. I'm now an international scout and I love every bit of it where I get to talk to athletes and try to recruit them. It's, such a, it's such a good fit for you, isn't it? That yeah, job? It's, it's perfect. You know, I'm looking for the next LeBron James, you know, so. Or Serena Williams. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's what I currently do. What about you, babe? Right. So work-wise, I, my background is in education uh, teaching children and teaching adults. And um, after 15 years of traveling the world as an educator, teacher, trainer, materials developer, I decided to focus a little bit more on the human side of teaching and the human side of growth, learning and development, which is coaching, basically. Yeah. Because a lot of the people I worked with in the different countries where I lived, from the UK to Senegal, Morocco and Malaysia, are just trying to figure out what to do next. Yeah. And so while on the one hand I was teaching them and, and helping them improve their skills, on the other hand I was also working um, as a coach and giving them career advice at times, yeah. health advice at other times, yeah. help them, helping them manage um, health issues or trauma, yeah. which is uh, the topic of trauma is actually very, 
very dear to me and yeah. uh, is what I focus on in my current job because yeah. after working for an international organization for almost 10 years, yeah. I decided to do something more aligned with my own values yeah. to help individuals directly. So I've set up my own coaching practice where I work with people, yeah. um, helping them uh, find out who they really are, yeah. what they want in life and, and how to grow and to get there. That's great. She helps me too every day. Believe that. Mm -hmm. uh, so today we're talking about relationships. Yes. You know, I mean, we're going to talk about our relationship. Yeah, we can we can talk about our relationships, but a relationship. But um, you know, I, I guess people out there probably have you know similar stories we do or not. I'm sure ours some people do, unique. and some people perhaps aspire to a relationship like ours. True. I'm not saying our relationship is perfect or the yeah. best in the world, but our relationship is the one we both wanted, yeah. and it really works for us, yeah. and I think that should be the goal of any relationship. Yeah. So, um, what was your first thought when you saw me, baby? What was, uh, you know, right. you be so like, oh, let's, he was let's, so handsome. Let's... T tell the story, right? So let's put it right. into context. So we're going back to my first year in Malaysia. Yeah. 2014. That was so long time ago. It was yeah. six years ago now. Six years. Wow. Time flies. Um, so yeah, it's time flies. Uh, for some people, it, it might not be a very long time to be in a relationship. And for yeah. others, it might be a long time. For me, it's definitely my longest relationship ever. Yeah. And, and definitely the happiest. So, you heard that. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, we met at the supermarket. I was doing my shopping and I walked past you just minding my own business, but there was something about you that caught my, I wouldn't just say I, but it kind of like caught my my soul in a way it was the shoulders people it the was shoulders. the shoulders yes <laughs> it was the shoulders <laughs> i had not seen a man with shoulders proper shoulders in a long time. <laughs> i don't know where she was before but i'm not going to reveal the exact country location <laughs> which you can you can you can work out eventually from once you get to know me a bit better wow. but um, all I need to say is that I lived in a country where men had no shoulders. They had very droopy shoulders. Wow. <laughs> so it just, it's just something that stood out to me when I walked past you, basically. I paid you no attention in particular, but I noticed a man with a shopping trolley, broad shoulders, and a nice aura to himself. But I just assumed that what's a man with a shopping trolley doing in the supermarket he must be doing shopping for his family yeah so i just what did i what did you. i have in my trolley just a box of cereal in, in, <laughs> i didn't <laughs> i didn't inspect your shopping trolley i don't think there was much in it there was a bunch of it <laughs> but you seem to be very comfortable doing your shopping and i just walked past you uh, although i did notice that whenever i turned to a different aisle, there you were again some on creepy, every single aisle. He, he seemed guy. to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I got a good vibe from you, which I think was the key because, um, as we have explained before to different people, up to that point in my life, and the reason why I went to Malaysia in a way was to sort of change environment. I had 
previously lived in this other country for two years in a very toxic, very male-dominated, macho man, women have no rights environment. And prior to that as well, I had been in an abusive relationship. So all my healing happened in this place full of creepy men with no shoulders where... (laughs) Every day, I swear, I'm, I'm just a regular person, but every day you felt like I was Angelina Jolie walking on the red carpet <laughs> because everybody stared at me just because I was a woman and it was really creepy. So I was doing my inner work and my healing from that abusive relationship, trying to come to terms with who I was. And actually being in that place helped because everyone was so creepy that in no way did I want to hang out with anybody anyway. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it made me really uncomfortable and a little bit scared of men and, and making eye contact, um, was not a thing because in that kind of culture and society, if you do make contact, it's almost like an invitation to talk. Yeah. And that was really not on my agenda. So, um, when I arrived in Malaysia, I tended not to make eye contact with people. Yeah. And I did not make eye contact with you that you realized because I was wearing sunglasses anyway yeah. in the supermarket. Yeah, she was doing a Nigerian style sunglasses <laughs> indoors. She was definitely doing that. <laughs> Couldn't be bothered to take them off. So <laughs> there was nothing in my behavior that was inviting to you because that seemed dangerous to me at the time to actually make contact with an unknown man. But I didn't, I did get a good vibe from you. And then I noticed that you were there, like looking at me, you know, on every aisle, yeah. but you seemed to be different. So when I did my shopping, I thought I paid for the items and there you were again, right. somehow waiting to pay as well on the same till as I was. And Just I thought, one box I don't know if it's a coincidence that this guy is doing it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt just because I thought, I, okay, this is an unusual situation. I yeah. haven't been on for a long time. It's been two years. I've been healing. Yeah. I feel like um, I may be imagining this. Yeah. And therefore, I want to know if you are looking to talk to me and you haven't found an opportunity. So after I paid, I made a phone call. Yeah. So I, I waited right where I was on the other side of the till and made a phone call to a friend thinking, all right, so if this guy was looking for an opportunity to talk to me, then this is his this opportunity. Is, I can work out time. who he is. And then if he's just trying to waste my time or he's like some nonsense guy, I'll just <laughs> send him away. Yeah. And that's, that's the point. I think you, you read that or you, yeah. you maybe registered it in a different way. I don't know light. if you noticed that's what was happening, but yeah. you did come and speak to me. Yeah. I mean, there are always like two sides to the story, right? Yes. So on my part, um, it was my final year of college. I was doing my second degree in um, media and communications, majoring in advertising. And um, my research was based on um, understanding shoppers and their habits. And so that's why I was in a supermarket, not because I wanted to buy groceries. I was there to do my research on, you know, people and why they are gravitated to a certain brand or an item at the supermarket. Um, so that's why I was there. And the supermarket, it was, uh, it was Tesco in Malaysia, right? It was Tesco. Yeah, shout out to but Tesco. But you were so well-dressed. I would have never guessed that you were doing any kind of research because hey, you, you always, were like, very well said, camouflaged. If you ever leave in the house, you better dress up nice because you never know who you're going to meet. <laughs> you know, so that's the reason. 
You always dress up nice, people. Anyway, so yeah, I was there in Tesco doing my research and I was analyzing this old lady. She was taking her sweet time reading every label and stuff. And it was it was really boring, you know? I thought it was gonna be more exciting. And this lady walks in and which oh man, that day when you walked past, I was like, yo, she's got so much confidence. Like you could just tell with the way someone walks that they had so much confidence in them, like, and you had no trolley or basket in your arms and none of that. You were just shoving items on in your arm, like you knew what you wanted. And yes, just I was on a mission to make some ride. Spanish omelette, so oh, I only yeah. needed three, four ingredients. <laughs> yeah, so she 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 was picking those up, and first of all, I'm not even going to lie, like your appearance is what captivated my attention, and. I had to look, you know, and when I was saying, okay, I'm going to shift to this lady because even what she's doing right now is interesting and good for my research. And that gave me another excuse to follow you. So I was trying to be discreet, but I guess I was always <laughs> but being, you were always there I was, I was at the always end of there, the aisle. <laughs> you know, so yeah. And um, yeah, uh, but you know, when you checked out, I was hesitant to to approach you because i'm not the guy to always walk towards a lady and say hello hi my name's kennedy i, I guess i'm afraid of rejection or you know i take it that most ladies will find that very rude you know just standing in why are you bugging me you know so but i was with a a classmate of mine and he was like yo that is a sign for her to pay for her, her items and and stop like you have to go talk to her like so i said you know what I'm going to talk to her, you know, so <laughs> I, you know, went and I said, hi, my name's Kennedy. And she gave me the finger to wait. And I was like, OK, it was not the middle finger, right? Yeah, not the middle finger. I like wasn't rude. The, the, the hand just like, you know, because I was in the call, right? And yeah, I was like, yo, <laughs> you see, I'm taking this L. I'm going to go back. It's all good. That's why I don't like talking to ladies. Yeah. And she was like, no, nah, I'm on the phone. And she had a, a earpiece on. So I couldn't see it at the time. So when she turned and said, I have my earpiece on and she's on the phone, I was like, oh, OK, cool. And then we, we started talking about, you know, the reason why I stopped you and um, where you've been and how you. Yeah, you introduced yourself with a legitimate reason to approach me, which yeah. was nice. Because it was non-threatening and non-flirtatious. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about my shopping and why yeah. I had done my shopping the way I did. And and then, um, yes, I think from you sharing your name, yeah, um, we we just found some common ground, my, I suppose. My famous last name. Famous last name. Yes. Oconcor. My famous last name is Oconcor. If you haven't read the book, Things Fall Apart, go grab a copy. It's a great book. Chino Achebe. Yes. Um, and I was, I was surprised that she knew about it because a lot of people in Malaysia did never, never heard about it before. So, um, yeah. And when she brought that up, that, that was exciting. I was like, wow, okay. She, she knows about that. And that was another thing that we talked about. Right. And she said, you know what, let's go grab coffee. And I'm not even lying till today. I don't even drink coffee. But <laughs> I said, but you said, yes. I said, yes, let's do it. You know, let's do it. Because I'm not going to lie. I wanted to, you know, keep talking to you because you had this aura and, you know, everything that you were saying just made a lot of sense. And it got better when we went to Starbucks and we started talking about 
you know, different things. Yes, I think what happened at that point is that you made a very polite and introduction of yourself and, and you seem to have a legitimate purpose to come and talk to me, but then yeah. it naturally evolved into us having so much in common yeah. that it made no sense to be standing there in Tesco's with the shopping right? Um, and talking anymore. So we decided to then, because we were near a shopping mall, so we decided right. to just go sit down somewhere quiet that we could talk and and we found out that we had lots more in common. Right. And and it was great conversation, and I think this it is was. always a good a, a good um, sign that a person is compatible with you when yeah. you have things in common, when you both enjoy talking about similar topics. Um, if you're a deep person and you like to reflect, it's nice to have yeah. somebody who's always that way, so that you can yeah. talk together, right? I mean, does that mean um, that you knew straight from a jump that I was the one? Or you hear people saying the first time I met him, I knew he was the one. Or you think that it takes more than that to really I didn't know. I couldn't have labeled you as the one because I'd only spoken to you for a little bit. But I knew that I was curious to get to know you more. Yeah. And you were very polite and respectful. So you were non-threatening to me at that point. Because remember that, um, you know, I had my sort of my, my wall around me up. Yeah. And I hadn't spoken to a man in two years. But let's talk about that. Let's talk about the wall. You know, why <laughs> why did you decide to build this fence around yourself in So it's not it's not so much uh, so it's it's just it's a fence, but the gate is open. Hmm. Right? So it's it's just a way of sieving people through. Okay. Because I find that um, men and women, especially women, have to protect themselves a lot right. from people who are trying to get in their space and I feel many times should. in I, their knickers. I think everybody should. Protect. Everybody should, for sure, have yeah. Even though boundaries. men don't really care about it, I think they everybody should. Everybody should have, because a lot of people are looking for something from you, and not everybody right. that you come across and everybody that seems nice is is good for you or healthy for you. Yeah. There are lots of different types of personalities out there and not everyone is compatible. And sometimes by the time you realize that somebody is not good for you, it's almost like too late in the sense that you're already in the relationship and yeah. you realize I'm being abused or I'm being neglected or I'm being taken advantage of or I'm right. being just taken for a ride or whatever it might be. Right. And so if I concluded after my relationship that I never wanted to find myself in such situation again because I'm the kind of person that I, if you had told me that I was going to be in an abusive relationship before right. that, I would have said, what are you talking about? That's not going to happen to me. I'll be able to see it coming. But people who are manipulative and abusive, they have a certain way about them. They don't show you who they are straight away. Right. Is their game, right? So they play really nice at first. They will charm you and everybody around you. Yeah. But they have this double double life. To the public, they seem agenda. really nice. Yeah. But then in indoors and privately, they're really horrible. Yeah. And how do you meet these people? The same way that you meet anybody else. You can meet them at the supermarket. Right. Uh, you can meet them through a friend. You can. They can be your neighbors. Or today on Tinder. 
Yeah, nowadays <laughs> you can meet someone on Tinder. Right. But, you know, you see them, they might be good looking, they might be your type, if you have like a physical, whatever, appearance kind of type. And it all starts with a look in the eye, a smile, a conversation, entertaining, some comment. Yeah. That's how it starts. So if you don't have a fence, and I'm yeah. not saying it's an enclosure with no way in, no way out. There is a gate, but people might approach it from different directions. Yeah. They will come to the fence and not be able to enter your space. Yeah. If they want to enter your space, they have to come through the gate. Would you say that fence is, is sort of like your values and things that you hold to For yourself? For me, that in? fence is definitely made of my values. So the right. space inside the fence is how I want to live my life. Okay. Is my values and is my boundaries. Yeah. I am able to be who I am within that space. Yeah. And if you come into that space, again, you cannot jump the fence, the yeah. fence because then you're stepping over my values and my things, right? Trying to invade my space. Yeah. Um in a forcefully way. Yeah. So if you're somebody that's compatible, I will let you in and you we can share my space. Yeah. We can we can be there and we can enjoy a very respectful, happy friendship or whatever the type of relationship, depending on the nature. Sometimes yeah. it's friends because you also have put boundaries with friends. Some people are just like energy suckers, right? Right. And negative people. You don't yeah. want to allow anyone into your space. You've got to be careful. So that I had this big wall made of those things, but also of a lot of fears because where I lived before, again, if you happen to make eye contact with somebody yeah. that would be enough for them to think you want to talk to them and therefore they will harass you and stuff she likes me so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you seem just very different you were refreshing yeah. and we seem to have a lot of things in common and so i think at that point i was willing to open the gates with yeah. you it's still outside but i was willing to at least open the gates and say okay as you come closer towards it yeah um, if we find more common ground and things to do and uh, yeah. opportunities to converse and so on, then you can slowly come into my space, yeah. which I protected and cared about yeah. very much because it's my safety. Yeah. I guess with me too, it was the, it was the same at the time because um, I, was, I was still in a relationship at that point, but it was very rocky because um, she was in a place where I wasn't mentally... I mean, we share different values and um, it was something that I saw, you know, that I didn't want to keep going with, but I kind of was hesitant and didn't want to let go because I thought that things could change because we always like to give people the benefit of a doubt, you know, but mm -hmm. after talking to you, you just seemed to tick all the boxes and I was like, yo, this is the kind of person I want to be with, you know, because... Um, we just clicked and it's not a just clicking. I mean, the values, like you said, that you held was that you hold is, is was the same as mine. So we were basically on the same page mm -hmm. and I was like, yo, I want to, you know, I want to mess with this person. I want to be with this person because, um, she believes what I believe in. She's striving to get to where I'm striving to get to and we can help each other grow. You know, I think that's the most important thing in a relationship you know, growing because every day that you wake up, it's a new challenge. And if you don't have that person to help you get through it, it's, 
that's tough. Mm. You know, that's why a lot of relationships today don't work because they're not on the same page and they're not helping each other to grow. You know, you pick one up when the one's down and if you guys are soaring together, it's even more fun. So yeah, at that stage in my life, I was, so I was a bit, you You know. You had to make a decision because you were sort of on the crossroads as I like to call it, right? You were, I mean, uh, unknown to me at that point that you were in a relationship. Right. Um, You, you know, this was like your second, let's say, it was my second major relationship. Major, but at the same time, unfulfilling relationship yeah. in a way that um, this is what I came to find out afterwards, right? But yeah. you were with somebody that you were really giving them an opportunity. You were really trying to right. be there for them. But right. as you say, you were not on the same page. They were not the right fit for you, but yeah. yet you believed that it could change and that they could be the right person. Yeah. Right? Right. So talking about like, how do you know if somebody is the, is the one for you? I don't yeah. think you know. Um, do you think there's like a time frame that you have to I don't to think be- you know it. You know they are the right person because you are with them. Yeah. I think deep down from day one, you have a feeling as to whether this person is right for you. I'm not going to say the one. I'm just going to say right for you or not. Do you think everybody has that feeling? Though? I like, think everybody has that feeling because whenever I've asked you about it, you always knew deep down Yeah, you had a gut feeling That's that true. this person wasn't right for you. That's true. You believed that they might change, Yeah, but you had a gut feeling they were yeah. not right for you. Right. I had the same gut feeling when I was in my other relationship that the yeah. person wasn't right for me. But like you... I still believed they could change what they said, right? When right. she hit the fan, it was like, I'm so sorry, I'm going to change, I'm going to do this. And you want to believe them. True. true. Because you already invested time and, and effort into their relationship. True. So you, you, you don't want to throw it away. Yeah. You want to believe that things will change, but they don't. But the interesting thing that happened was when it got to us and we were trying to take it to the next step, you were not trying to give me that chance to change. She, she, she said right away, what do you want from me? And I was like, yo, where is that this coming from? That was you at my gate yeah, yeah, she, she about like, to step in. And I'm like, and she's like uh, Hold what's up. your intention? <laughs> what's your intention? What do you want yeah. from me? I was like, oh, snap. Like, what's going on here? I'm just trying to mingle, you know? I'm just trying to hang. And she was not about that. I mean, she... Like you said, you had your values, you know, and you knew what you wanted because you had gone through something that you didn't want to repeat anymore. Yeah, I I was basically, I knew I wasn't about let's just hang and then months down the line, you know, we don't have a a direction in, in the relationship. It's not going anywhere. And then it ends there. And I look back and it's like, oh, it's been a year. Yeah. I could have been investing that time on myself or on a, another relationship that will go somewhere. Right. You know, so it's just time that goes nowhere. Time and effort is emotional, psychological, it's physical. It takes a lot from you. Right. And I wasn't, I wasn't about to do that. It took me two years to just feel like a normal human being after right. my past relationship. And I think, you know... 
I don't know if it's an age thing. As you get older, it takes longer to recover from relationships. Yeah. Or maybe it's just in the nature of the relationship, you can recover faster. I don't know what it is. But right. to me, I thought, I don't want to give you a year of my life and, and then need to take another year to recover from it. True. Because I'm so damaged. Because True. I feel heartbroken or or I feel abused or taken advantage of or whatever yeah. it might be. Do, do you think that you have to go through some sort of challenges or some sort of like a bad relationship in order for you to really realize what you want and I don't think I don't think it's compulsory I think some people are they have a a very good instinct perhaps and they consciously upset consciously some people just know yeah. exactly who they are and what kind of person they want right. and they go for it yeah some people would also say like going through relationships uh build you as well because you get to really understand yourself better and you know what you want in life and because those relationships are sort of like experiences you know like you learn from them and when you finally find that person that you want to be with for the rest of your life you you can apply things that you feel is necessary for you guys to have a great relationship. Yes, because, you know, of those three areas that we talked about, relationships, health, and money, Yeah, I feel like every person from their childhood has different relationships with those three aspects, right? Right. And therefore, some people grow up with a relationship struggle in their life. Maybe it was a father figure, maybe it was a mother, siblings, other people. And it creates an imbalance in their ability to manage or live relationships. For other people, it might be health, it might be to do with food or a disease. Everybody's struggling with something different. Yeah. I think my theory is that people that have grown up with struggling difficult relationships for whatever reason of any kind are the ones that have the most difficulty in learning what they need to learn in order to have fulfilling, happy, respectful relationships, whether with their parents, whether with a partner, whether it comes to finding love or friendships or whatever it might be. And so in my particular case, It took me many years to get to that place of me saying, okay, I have to put myself first. I have to be my own girlfriend first. Yeah. I have to know what it's like to treat myself a certain way. Yeah. Before I can then see someone who behaves that way towards me. That's how I will know. If I... If I have this behavior, I will recognize that behavior. Right. But I must know what that behavior looks like. Right. Because I hadn't had, prior to that, an example of that behavior. Because yeah. I had difficult relationships in the past. True. Or, I'm not even going to say almost all, but actually all my relationships were, from childhood, traumatic in a sense. Or, or difficult or just not healthy in one way or another yeah. and that stemmed from a childhood trauma yeah other people will have amazing relationships because that's not their issue but they might struggle with other things right. like health or money food whatever right. right so in my case it was a life long lesson i had to learn 
And I learned it in what I thought was late in life. But I was also concerned that, oh, I'm a woman. I'm in my 30s, you know. Right. Um, I, I better get real with this because right. otherwise my opportunities of finding someone, getting married, having children will go. So I was under yeah. pressure Yeah. that I can no longer play around. I can no longer allow anyone to take advantage from me. Right. I mean, that's another thing that, you know, a lot of females face today yeah as, as they're it's, getting older yes. you, they feel like the pressure especially from their parents and if you're from an african household you know yeah. the pressure's on you imagine you need to get married right? you're 30 and kids? you're not married yet or you know, all that you know so that forces a lot of people to go into like bad relationships and just settle exactly a lot of for, women get to that point and they think boy I, i'll just take whoever comes my way because right. my goal is i want to be a mother right i want right. to Maybe their relationship is secondary. I want to be married and that. But first of all, I want to make sure I can have children in my childbearing years. Right. And, and, and it rushes a lot of people to make bad choices. True, true. For and sure. And we, we got to say, to be honest, like, you know, what do you think about, you know, the saying that marriage is not for everybody? Would yeah, you I don't say think marriage... That is... Again, depending on your culture... Um, if I don't you think are, culture has anything to do with it. I mean, no. For some yeah. some people who are very much into their own culture, where where marriage is important in those cultures, like yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of Nigerian girls, that. or plenty of Indian girls. You, you better get you know, married. Cultures where weddings and marriage is key to a person's identity. You are nothing without your husband, literally. Yeah. Right. So a lot of women in those cultures believe that idea. Yeah. And they identify, they find their identity through marrying somebody. Yeah. They look forward to being someone's wife and being Mrs. Okonkwo or uh, Madame, whatever. You know what I mean? Because yeah. your title changes. It gives you a sense of achievement yeah. to have a husband. And a lot of people want that. And peer pressure too. It's peer pressure, but a lot of people do want it. So they will accept it. Yeah. And a lot of other women say, I feel the pressure because yeah. I don't want to get married. I haven't found anybody I'm in love with. I don't want my parents to choose a husband for me. Right. Um, and, but I'm in this culture where everybody's, um, you know, pressurizing me, going on and on and on about how time is passing. I'm too old. I'm ugly. I'm whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's a real stressful situation for many women out there and many yeah. men too because a yeah. lot of men don't want they might want to get married but maybe not right now right. maybe not um in that way right where your parents are finding you somebody yeah. or you know i guess i guess when people say that it's like they're they're straight away judged that oh they just want to have fun they're just players you know I remember we used to talk about George Clooney back then. We used to make the reference of George Clooney. We used to say, oh, man, I'm going to be George Clooney, man. <laughs> single you know, forever. Single forever. Living life. Just, just getting laid, you know, <laughs> having a good time, you know, George Clooney way, you know, so. But even George Clooney got yeah, married. Yeah, I mean, George Clooney got married at a time that it suits him, and, and he's so happy, you know, with him and his and wife. And look at the kind of wife that George exactly. Clooney married. Exactly. So maybe he you had know? never met his match. That's what it is. Until People, later in life, right? That he is didn't so just true. want some pretty girl. That is so true. People yeah. would think. People were thinking that, like, oh, George Clooney's all about the models. That's that's George Clooney's life, you know. But apparently, that's not what it is. I mean, it, it can take a long time for you to find that 
perfect person. I wouldn't say perfect, but you perfect know, for you. It's a good yeah, match. Per- yeah, for you. a good match for you. Someone yeah. that you know has the same values as you do, and and or is basically on the same journey as you are. Mm. You know, and and you guys just go on that journey together. And I would say that's why our relationship worked, because despite the differences that um, that we had at first in terms of where I was at with my fence and you at the gate and you coming out of your relationship and that I was trying to climb. What we identified is that she said, no, (laughs) not yet. Okay, yeah. I was in a different situation as you. I was single. I, I knew what I wanted. You were not, but you you knew what you wanted. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And instead of looking at the past, we looked at the future and right. saw that we were walking parallel paths. Right. And that what I was hoping for is what you were hoping for. Right. And that my interests and, and my goals were your interests and your goals. I think what I needed was a, a little bit of push or some sort of certainty that, you know, this is what's right for you. And I yeah, got because that. again, right. you didn't want to repeat the same mistake exactly. again and then get involved yeah. with someone who was just as bad as the other girls. Facts. Which is understandable. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna get into something new, it should be something better for you. Yeah. And we don't want to say those people were bad people, like that we dated or they're in their own with. journey. Exactly. I mean it's just, just not the perfect yeah, fit. Yeah, you know, you exactly. always find someone who's, you know, perfect for you. Who's, who's better for you, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And some just it's just sad that we have to go through mm. those people sometimes in order to get to the right person. You know? But, but it's part of the learning journey, you it know. Is. Um, it is. On the one hand, yes, it's sad because you give so much yeah. and you're not getting what you want, right? Right. It, you realize that, oh, it's not the person that I thought it was going to be or it's not the experience I thought it was. Right. But on the other hand, it's such a learning experience because you find out exactly what you don't want. True. So at the time when you go through it, it's terrible. Yeah. But... It really makes you the person you are. You come out stronger. You come out stronger. You know yourself better. You won't take that kind of shit. Yeah. You won't make that kind of mistake. You will make other mistakes and you will take a different kind of shit that you don't see coming. But that one, you will not make again. Yeah. And we're not even saying that today, like our relationship is like perfect and all great, but it's, it's awesome. Like, I mean... When we talk about stuff, and even though we we argue about stuff, it's not a very lengthy argument. It doesn't pass five minutes because where we just dish it out, and you know we come to a conclusion. And at the end of the day, it's we figure out a way to you know get over it. Yes, because we know that we're in it for the long term, right? Right. For the long run. So our priority is always communication. Right. Respectful communication. Right. And conflict solving. Right. Whatever the issue might be, we always approach it um, in a calm way. We never talk about important things when we're really angry. Yeah. We first cool down. Never do, people. That That is not the right way. That it just leads things. to shouting and more yeah. misunderstandings, yeah. really. True. Because it's not coming from the right place. Yeah. It's just coming from a place of anger. Right. So we try to think about it, process, 
and be fair in our comments and and seek a solution. So this is the situation. We cannot change it. Right. How can we move forward with this and make it work for us? Right. With with always the 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 goal of solving this problem right. and learning from it together. Right. It's all about being, you know, working together and just having that dialogue. I think that's the number one key in a relationship, communication, dialogue. I know a lot of people stress on it, but it's very important that you have that communication with your partner. You have to, you have to, because otherwise you give way to interpretations of things. Right. And then people start to live in their minds. Oh, did he do this? Did he say that? Is he up to something? Why is he on his phone? Or who's he talking to? Or is it... And it just creates insecurity it creates more distance it creates fear anxiety and all these negative things that nobody has time for in a relationship Uh, your relationship should be your your safe place right yeah and i always say i don't want to fall in love i want to rise in love i want to feel stronger bigger happier with the person that i'm with i want to have fewer issues not more issues Mm. that's great (laughs) right right well, so we did it. We yeah. we started dating then. Yeah, and <laughs> I today, let you into my space. Right, I got the keys. You got oh. the, you got your own key. I got the keys, man. <laughs> yeah, and today we we're adding more people, you know, and and yes, and starting a family, and we, we have just we have feel a blessed about it. Year old daughter. Yeah, we're expecting beautiful. our second baby. Right, right. And yeah. nothing but blessings. Nothing but blessings ever since right. we got together, right? Right. And that's the thing, right? It's like if you're with that right person and there's just this energy that that you both just give to the universe and, and create and become better people in life. And I think that's what's important. Like that's why when people talk about, oh, man, I'm just getting laid or I'm just, you know, one night stand. I don't believe that because like sex is, it's very intimate and you pass in a certain energy to somebody, right? And you can feel it, you know, and... You can, but you know, there's a time and a place for everything, right? So if you're not ready for a relationship and you, you know, you're still of a certain age and you want to hang out and if that's your thing... That, I mean, as yeah, long as you know what you that's, want, if that's your thing, and you're I mean, not misleading anybody, exactly. go for go it. For it. But that's that's always I was, what I, was I just say, right? Me, you know, because I was I was very in tune to my um, myself. So, you know, being around, you know, relationships that you know when I was in relationships with other girls, um, it was important to me because I, I wouldn't like to step out of the relationship because. Um, I felt very connected to that person I was with and didn't want to break it. So, mm. yeah. But but you know what? Some people are, uh, in this term, uh, a friend of mine used to call me this, um, a relationshiper. Okay. <laughs> so some people like to go from relationship to relationship because they yeah. find security in, in a relationship. That's in true. Having somebody, right? That's true. But that means that if you're single you might actually get into a relationship with the wrong person just because you need a relationship. Right. In those cases, it's best to just have a one-night stand if it's about... if 
get if, a hobby. If what it is is about fulfilling physical needs, that's all I'm saying, right? Obviously, right. people who get into relationships is more about the emotional needs than the physical needs. Right. But my thing is always be clear about what kind of relationship you want because if you know if you are a man or a woman and you just want to keep it shallow and just have occasional sex yeah with somebody even if it's the same person yeah. just say it because a lot of other men are also looking for that that's important right you know and there's nothing wrong with it you will yeah. always find someone who's willing and able to do the same thing that you want to do yeah I just what wanted... is wrong is for you to only want that and yeah. mislead the other person True. into thinking that you guys are dating or that you might go somewhere else. That's that's what is not fair. But check this out, though. Like, a dangerous thing about that is at the end of the day, someone's always developing feelings. You know? Not necessarily. And Some people are very good at keeping it shallow. That's what we say, though. You know? yeah. But somebody at the end of the day would develop feelings. You know, That's why I say sex is a very intimate thing it can like, happen so let's say like it's somebody that you're saying oh one night stand one night stand and it's it's constant like you guys do it all the time and maybe you go out and she's, if you're doing it every partying. day and you're also spending social time together or then it might naturally exactly, evolve into that's a relationship saying, that, in that but perhaps you are both open to that but I'm talking about when you're very clear that you're only going to call this person when it, you know the booty call situations yeah <laughs> you don't check on that person every day you just call them every now and again they're happy to come over to your place or wherever you guys meet do your thing go home I'm not talking about you're hanging out before and after and it's every day or it's scheduled every weekend yeah. no because that has a regularity to it and eventually yeah. you fall into a pattern and it becomes something yeah Right? Right. So, I don't know. Whatever f works for people. Right. But you always have to talk about it, basically. Communication, yeah. again. Right. Even if you're going to keep it shallow, you've got to communicate that that's all you want. Right. And you can't be behaving like you're in a relationship, trying to find out where that person was yesterday, who they've right. been with, or whatever. Because that's not your place if you want to keep it shallow. Right. If you're not... If you're not able to do that, like, don't even get into it. Exactly. Don't get into it because exactly. it's just going to complicate things. Don't get into a shallow relationship with someone that you fancy yeah. just so that you can get there. Yeah. Because then you're going to get hurt. Yeah, right. So I feel like, you know, this conversation basically is, you know, this topic that you have to have your values in check. Yes. And, you know, right communication. Yeah. That's, that's basically it, right? Yeah, you have to know who you are, what you want, and you have to have your guard up right. for people who are trying to sneak in saying, oh, I want the same as you, but they don't. Right. So so that's the thing. you got to always check them before you let them in. you got to check them. Girls, yes. you got to check them Keep your guard they up. wreck you. Yes, that's exactly what right. it is. Check right. them before they wreck you because... Yes, yes. Recovering from a bad relationship is too much. Yeah, we is. don't have the time for that kind of thing. We right. have to be able to f see it before we get involved. Right. And if you have to go through it, learn from it. I mean, don't beat yourself up about it. Exactly. Learn it's just a lesson it. learned. And, you know, there are many men out there, even if sometimes. More. Yeah, sometimes it feels like there's no way forward yeah. and you will never get the things that you want and you will never meet somebody like this or like that, but you will. True, true. You just have to give yourself time and space. 
All right, guys. Thank you very much. Great ones for listening to us on the Answer Podcast. We appreciate everything.